Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Hello, this is episode 293 or 294 of where the heavenly bodies are. We have a visual of this also available on youtube.com forward slash aka cloud. Now this is the second episode that I've done where I'm in the sky at indesky.org and I have the music from Daniel Roberts and Meditation One in the background. You can get it off iTunes. And I want to share information in a way that is relaxing. I call it a meditative sharing because I feel that we need to incorporate where the heavenly bodies really are in our sky and the quiet way that they are so luminously displayed in a clear night sky the longer that you stare at them and staring means to slow down to when you stare at them and they stare back at you and there's a relationship Anyway, I've had that kind of a relationship, but I feel there's a relationship to be had. And so I hope that me sharing this information in this relaxing way will first allow you to take time for yourself. And secondly, to think about the time that these lights that are huge balls of energy take to reach us every single day and how special it is when we allow ourselves to connect, to look up and to honor as earthlings our night sky. So the first thing I was wanted to share was if or if we were wondering how Earth is doing during this lockdown, we'll say, hey, Earth, how are you doing? I mean, I think you're doing well. The turtles have come back to the sea. The air is clear. Waters are clear. There's real change in Mother Earth. And she would say, of course, I'm replenishing myself. What are you doing? And this comes to mind because today, Pluto is stationary before it will appear to go direct, I mean retrograde, until October 2020. So let's take a moment at this special moment that Pluto is holding space because I know there is something very special about holding space just like we honor the moment, just like we stand still. And so as Pluto is the last to leave a Sagittarius before 
they all kind of go retrograde and I believe Saturn will come back into Sagittarius but right now Pluto is at the end of the line of stars and you can see that in this beautiful in the sky it is the last and Venus is leading the way and positioning is so important I couldn't have said it better so let us look at it the way that it is as we see Venus leading the way at home in Taurus for Mother Earth, followed by the moon, then the sun conjunct Uranus at seven degrees, and Earth adds up to seven. And a lot of seven has been happening. This corona is an opportunity for us to make real changes it's very plutonian in a way and it's asking us for an inner transportation inner transformation it's asking us to regenerate ourselves to go inward to go inside to stay inside and here we are in an opportunity to really do that against our will in a way it wasn't really our idea so that's very Plutonium as well. <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> There's a Pluto saying, okay, you know, I've had Saturn. <laughs> I've, I've connected with um, Jupiter now. And now I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm standing. I'm holding space for the Earth. I'm holding space for a better situation for all of us and no matter how that situation came about the fact is that it is real for this earth plane now so we want to make this not too long I want to share with you where the heavenly bodies are at 23 11 that's 11 11 p.m. time GMT that will be New York time, Eastern Standard, 1811. That's 11 minutes after 6 p.m. And then California time at 1511. That's 11 minutes after 3 p.m. Now we have also here, I'm going to show you where we are. Let's here go to Sagittarius where there's Pluto, you see. And then next to it, they say, still call it a dwarf planet. <laughs> then we have next to Pluto, our lovely Jupiter. Now, Pluto, as I said, was at 28 degrees. Pluto is at 30 degrees. Next, we have our Saturn, which is at 1 degree. Capricorn it's not alone in Capricorn as you see there's Mars there and Capricorn it's at 18 degrees but what I wanted to note is you see where my arrows pointing this is also an Aquarius star like I say it starts so Mars that belongs also conjunct uh, aligned with the eighth house as a co-ruler or 
as our archetypes tell us, of course, with Aries, but also Scorpio. Pluto is associated with Scorpio. Pluto is associated with the eighth house, which is major transformation. And it is in two energies. So I like to say to express this, how important it is to integrate energies because Mars has a possibility to be fiery with Aries or watery with Scorpio, but a deep Scorpio. So that was before Pluto came about as a dwarf planet, as a, you know, a dark, whatever, a planet that they couldn't see or they don't want to acknowledge as a true planet, but it's a planet. <laughs> okay, so Pluto is associated with water, with deep water, not just your normal kind of water, you know, like major changing water and deep, deep rooted changes. And we are made of water. We have to change the whole construction, right? We have to change the air that we breathe, the water that we drink to make a real change. And this is perhaps just a symbolism of that. But what happens with Mars when it is in Capricorn, which is Earth, and actually in air? What we have is all four elements together. And I always feel this is very important. It gives us power as alchemists to work with the four elements together. So our actions, our Marsian movements, our aim could be to integrate and to understand how we're going to work through this for the good of all, that's Aquarius, to make real change on this earth plane, that's Capricorn, and to understand the original fire of Aries, the need to, to defend, that's to defend instead of fight, for what we believe in. And know that the Sagittarius, where Pluto is, where the Pluto is also um, dealing or within the space of water because Pluto is associated with Scorpio, but it's in fire. I could say that reverse because Pluto is in the fire. It's in Sagittarius, but it is um, of water. So it is also handling two different energies, just as Mars in its makeup handles two energies and that would give us power real power as Pluto stands stills today to acknowledge a real need for inner transformation regeneration and to bring a change about from ourselves and then outward into the world and that is a whole lot said about Mars in Capricorn, but also in Aquarius. But these are important. Don't minimize your 
concept of life and energies abound. Don't say, oh, I'm a Scorpio, or don't say the moon's there. The moon is everywhere, depending on where you're looking. You know, you have all the energies of the zodiac in your personality or your construction within the energies that were present when you were born. It just difference differs where you interact with them or where you are conscious of them or where one is stronger than the other one is benefiting or how the energies are interacting with each other but they're all there and I personally believe that is the challenge that we have here as we start to wake up and know that we can access these energies and be the alchemists of our lives so here we have Neptune at the end, looking at the end of Aquarius, but in, you know, mathematical terms, it's at 22 degrees Aquarius, which is also a master number. So with this numerology, these numbers are reinforcements of what is actually happening as far as a divine energy it's mathematics it's a divine calculation next we have in the sky so the southern part that you can't see on this chart with the mathematics we have Chiron at 15 degrees of Pisces and may I add I usually start with the ascendant because what's important is the ascendant at this time of 2311 is at zero degrees of focus and Chiron is associated with a focus like Mars is associated with Aries and Pisces with Neptune and so I don't like to use the word ruler so I just say associate and what do we really know I'm coming away from these archetypes or myths but the energies that we as we understand them okay so a focus is the serpent bear is the um, medicine healer and the Chiron is the key the wounded healer so how how to heal and again like magic I feel that you cannot make it up in this moment of time where Pluto standing still at the end of Sagittarius, the last one out of the house of Sagittarius because uh, Jupiter is ahead at 30 degrees, we have the special holding space, divine uh, placement of zero of a focus. And on the next sensitive point, the southern point is called IC. It's opposite the MC we have 15 degrees as well, conjunct Chiron. So this is really a moment to think, how can I heal myself from inside that will then change and, re you know, way recreate a ripple effect to the outside? And it's not like we don't have time to do that or to think about how to be that can be done. Next, I don't know if I mentioned before, but I did. Here is Eris, planet 10, planet X, planet Xenon, 
uh, it's called Eris, though. And it's been found in the constellation of Satus. Now, they don't give that a enumeral numerological number in uh, they in Satus they because Satus goes parallel to Pisces so mm, calculated for Pisces it's 32 degrees of Pisces now Mercury is at 34 degrees of Pisces and tomorrow or is it tomorrow on Monday or late tomorrow our Mercury will be at zero degrees. Now, mind you, in Sky Astrology, there are more, there are always sometimes more than 30 degrees. There are based on where, what kind, how much space each constellation takes of the ecliptic path, okay? And so sometimes it's 18, like a focus, and sometimes it's seven, like Pi, a Scorpio. Okay, and in this case, Pisces, I believe, is 37 degrees, and Mercury moves quite quickly. So by Monday, Mercury will be holding space in the morning of Monday, zero degrees of Aries. And you know, note when I say these things are in Pisces, they are also in Satus because they are parallel. And Satus is the sea dragon. So I can't talk about that now because I don't want this to be too long. Okay, so next we have Mercury, where I was talking about. F clearly in Pisces, aligning with Satus, and will move quite quickly to be at zero degrees of Aries in two days on Monday. But today, in this moment at 2311, we're looking at our sun and Uranus aligned. And actually, of course, Uranus is behind our sun. So here we are already. But they're right next to each other, you see. There's the sun, and next to it is Uranus which is further away this little blue is very dim you can't see it with the naked eye but it is at the junction another opportunity saying the Sun is shining the light on the junction of elements here with the fiery Aries which is associated with Mars which is in the same situation in with Aquarius and Capricorn and then it is here with Satus which itself embodies fire, earth and water and of course last but not least Pisces right so we have this water and fire but we have the possibility to understand how we need to integrate the earth in that it's not just a straightforward water and fire interaction it's a water fire interaction and earth at the same time and right before it goes into the earth energy you see it's very close of this star in Taurus and we have the moon which is now aligned at the now at the time I'm talking about 2323 with one of my favorite um, stars which is see oh sorry about that Aldebaran 
and that is also another discussion but as you see i'm out of this space i told you before i don't have and then last but not least we have venus so the moon at this did i say uranus and the sun are both at seven degrees the our moon is at 13 degrees almost 14 degrees and venus is at 22 degrees of Taurus here also aligning with so that's how you look at it don't do that capella one of my favorite stars and of course orion here below and Aldebaran so there's a powerful energy at 2311 if I could invite you to take a moment and appreciate that energy yes that's all I ask thank you for listening have a lovely moment if you would like to know more about sky astrology this is definitely the time to ask take care of yourselves replenish yourselves